0: Um. Okay, this is the uh, intro for the podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Silver Screen Fiends podcast. I'm your host Sam, and I'm Blake. We're basically here to renounce all moviedom. <laughs> but we do that every time anyway yeah so we today is a
0: day where movies truly do suck
1: very true blake (laughs) and i have finally pulled ourselves away from the shackles of elden ring to to record a fucking episode it's been so much fun man oh my god
0: yeah i'm surprised i've watched any movies (laughs) since it came out
1: same yeah it's my list, my list is not long, but it it's uh it's meaningful for several reasons. Mm-hmm. So today we're gonna be even more casual than usual, and we're gonna keep it to a very um a brief uh <laughs> dual topic of Texas Chainsaw and Scream, which uh, I think we can guess which ones we liked and didn't like, <laughs> but um. I did watch a couple other things. I, I checked out that... Did you watch that documentary, that the Tinder Swindler?
0: No. I started it, and I never finished it.
1: Yeah, pretty fucking wild. This guy is a... He should not be allowed on Tinder. That's my <laughs> I thought opinion. you were going to say he should not be alive. I was like, Jesus Christ. No, he, he can live, <laughs> but he, he needs fucking help, and he needs to return all the money he scammed from those people. But... <laughs> I remember some one of my coworkers was like, "Oh, you should watch this, watch this." And usually, when shit like that on Netflix comes out, I'm like, I don't know, like depending on what it is. But I watched it in like ten minutes, turned into thirty, turned into an hour, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is he gonna fucking do next?" So that was interesting. <laughs> so basically, I never want to spend money ever again in my entire life, and I don't trust anyone.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> I already felt both of those things so I yeah. guess I don't got to watch it.
1: Yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah, if you feel this way, don't worry. <laughs> you're you're good. <laughs> um I also finally 7 years later watched Straight Out of Compton. You never saw that? I'm surprised. No, I, I know man, it's insane like for every 9 movies I have seen, there's one that I'm shocked I haven't seen <laughs> that. and Because, you know, I love NWA, I love old school hip-hop, I love biopics, so why the fuck yeah, haven't I watched it? I'm
0: surprised that you haven't I know. seen
1: it. It just, it just slipped through the cracks, but I finally saw it, and I've been like recently, what, what got me to finally sit down and watch it is because I, I kind of, I fall down very many and various rabbit holes, and as of recent, it's been kind of like the life and times of Eazy-E. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna finally watch this, and I thought it was fucking great. I thought, yeah, the performances were awesome. Whoever they got for Easy, I think he killed it. I think he was the best role there. Uh, O'Shea Jackson, Cube's son to play Cube, was probably the best decision because it looks exactly. Like yeah, Isaac. and he was good too. And he was good. Yeah, he brought yeah. he brought like that flavor. Um, Dre. They kind of made Dre look like a hero, and I I wasn't really down for that. Like they kind (laughs) of,
0: yeah. When it comes to like the actual like how factual it is, a lot of these biopics, it's very obvious that the people the movies are about were involved in the production because oh yeah, everybody happens to look great all the time, and I don't know how true that is with any of these.
1: Yeah, like they made like they made Easy look a lot more compassionate. They made Dre look like a hero. Other than things like that, though, I think they handled everything else really well. I think they, I, I love what they did with Suge Knight, of course, because uh, <laughs> they just barely scratched the surface of how evil that guy is. But you could tell you you could gain a grand sense of it there. Yeah. But overall it was great. I think as far as biopics in the past decade go, it's probably one of the best, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's a shame that they tried to follow it up with that Tupac movie, which I did not see, but I heard was very bad. Oh, yeah. Because I did. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice to see, like, either, like, further into, like, Dr. Dre's career or, like, other old-school, like, hip-hop biopics. It would have been kind of cool to see that, like, branch off, but it kind of fell flat after <laughs> after that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also love that. Like, there, there's also like some, but but this is with every biopic. There, there's like timeline uh, continuity issues. Like, they they're in the studio and they see Tupac recording "Hail Mary" when like he didn't. eat. I don't even think he had recorded that till a year later. Um, <laughs> and so, oh my god, this this scene made me laugh when they're in Dre's mansion and Snoop hooked up with him and and dre's just randomly playing the hook to nothing but a g thing and snoop's like <laughs> hang on i'm gonna do this off the top and he's like one two three into the four. i'm like yeah all right you made that up on the spot it's literally
0: Come the f- <laughs> it's literally the uh the chuck Berry <laughs> back <laughs> to the future scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm like, come on, like, I get it though, right? They they have to they have to get it yeah, to yeah. the point. They gotta
0: fictionalize it a little bit.
1: They gotta get to the point of it, yeah. So whatever, but uh, yeah, it's I really, harmless. Yeah, I really enjoyed it though. I I had a really good time with it. Yeah, and, it was good. Yeah, and, and since then, um, I've only watched Texas Scream and Ooh, have you seen Drive My Car yet?
0: No, not yet.
1: Okay, so we're gonna save the discussion for that because yeah, I just I'm watched it today. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch ooh. it oh chef's kiss <laughs> it is really fucking good it is it is mm. oh i wish we could talk about it right now but
0: well i wait. can't remember did we talk about ghostbusters in the last episode had i watched it
1: yet i i don't think so. we may have touched on it but i haven't seen it but it, i mean if you want wa-
0: okay it, yeah because um, i watched it and i liked it a lot i just couldn't remember if we if that was before or after we recorded but it was good. It's like, you know, it's a total, like, cash grab nostalgia movie, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun one. There's so many nowadays, and I thought it, it was a particularly good one.
1: That's, I don't want to spoil kinda, anything. But, right, yeah, That that's kind of what I'm was hearing. Good. That's what I'm hearing across the board is like it was... Very, very good, very serviceable it it, it was it was it just yeah. did what it did, yeah,
0: it's a straight up fan service movie. that's what it is. So if you don't want that, then you're not gonna like it, but if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, then it's a very like nice, easy watch, light movie that's just fan service. so yeah, I recommend it,
1: yeah, i I, I gotta say like i do I do like Ghostbusters. I'm not a huge fan, but I think that. This is one I would give a shot as opposed to the one in, what was it, 2016? Yeah. Yeah, that one I I'm See, fine missing completely.
0: Controversial opinion. I didn't think that one was horrible. It was not good, but it was not like the absolute dog shit that people tried to make it out to be. This one was much, much better. Mm. Every like kind of like little bit of like fan service and stuff. That one did not have, which I think it was the problem. Like it really, kind of didn't give a shit that it was a Ghostbusters movie, but this one very, very much did. So I, it it was better in my opinion. But I think people are a little bit too harsh on 2016 Ghostbusters. Well,
1: I guess I guess I I gotta find out. I don't know if wa-
0: <laughs> I again, if you have time to kill, it's worth watching, but uh, it's not great.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that is what I've recently seen. Uh, Other than Ghostbusters, have you uh, caught anything?
0: As far as new movies, I watched uh, uh, the new Kingsman movie, The King's Man. It was fine.
1: Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's out on like streaming and stuff now. So I finally watched it. It was fine. You know, nothing like really special about it. And uh, I watched West Side Story the other oh, night oh cool finally. so what so what that's how i liked it it was good i it literally i i wrote it in my letterbox review like so much about it felt like spielberg just was like had to like show everybody that he still like could make a good movie because it's like the camera work is insane like it's very much a like director's movie because it's our it's other than that it's pretty much beat for beat west side story it doesn't add a Ton to the original, but Spielberg like really like went all in. <laughs> I can see why why it's nominated. Well, 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 Blake, I'm I'm glad you liked
1: my movie, Blake. I, I'm <laughs> glad I'm glad. God, well, I we got a special
0: guest to the podcast who just called in, yeah. Steven Spielberg. Yeah,
1: yeah. How's it going? How's it going, guys? It's Steven Spielberg here. Um, this this how it sound. Uh, I don't know what happened. All right, let's let's get down to it. Did you fuck the ET puppet? Oh, you know I fucked the E.T. puppet. (laughs) (laughs) I fucked it all (laughs) night. Someone did. Let's let's put that out there. we're not we're not gonna hold back. We're not pulling our punches here. Someone fucked the E.T. puppet. And I'm on a mission to find out who. (laughs) Using the power of my platform (laughs) to send out a search party. (laughs) Hollywood. (laughs) oh man or it looks
0: like spielberg hung up on us after that
1: yeah honestly i understand he's got an image to uphold it's (laughs) it's not it's nothing personal yeah he's made like one good movie in his life it's fine. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah but uh west side story was good
1: yeah that's definitely on my list uh as we all know i'm a i'm a musical fan so yeah and and the fact is included in oscar season is more of a reason for me to actually watch it. I probably would have watched yeah. it on my own, but it's it's actually homework for me now. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I'm trying. I'm going to try my best to watch as many of the Oscar movies as I can, but it's it's clock's ticking.
1: Yeah, I want to at least nail down Beth picture. Mm. And I got, like, definitely more than half. I, I still have to watch Coda, Belfast, West Side... The good thing is the Oscars are so
0: late this year that we still got plenty of time.
1: Yeah, we still got a few weeks. Yeah. Oh boy, Oscars! You know what should not be nominated for an Oscar is the new Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> <Oscars>. Actually, <laughs> we, good, we, good thing we, it's not. Here's a question: do we, Do we want to do we want to start with shit and then do the palate cleanser, or do we yeah, want to get the good out of the way? No,
0: then, let's start with bad so that then we can okay compare and contrast better.
1: Okay, so where on earth do we start with this mess? Honestly, I, I don't, I don't, don't even know. No. I, I, I don't even know where we begin with this For one. <laughs>
0: some reason, I subjected myself to watching it twice. And oh my, my, my
1: rating went down the second time. <laughs> first of all, you poor soul. Second of yeah. all, yeah, understandable.
0: I gave it one and a half stars on first viewing, and then I bumped it down to one star. <laughs> I still won't give it a half star because I saved Half stars for like real garbage, and it wasn't, it still was not that bad. Cats is one of the only movies I've given a half star to.
1: Can't believe you didn't like James Corden and Cats.
0: <laughs> if James Corden was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, then it would be a half star. <laughs>
1: he probably would have played a better Leatherface. <laughs>
0: Actually, yeah, you know what? That actually would add a star. If that yeah,
1: that would have easily added a star. <laughs> so much to no one's surprise, it uh, unanimously got panned by critics. Um, and and so, so this is exclusively a Netflix movie. Is that right? Or is it just yeah. financed by their studio? No,
0: Netflix actually acquired the rights to Texas Chainsaw Massacre like a year ago. Oh, so and they I remember hold when it happened.
1: Rights to, oh wow. yeah,
0: they. Okay. As far as I know, yeah, they are the owners of the rights to Texas Chainsaw Massacre right now, and um, I remember when it got announced. I was like, kind of skeptical because Netflix puts out a lot of real garbage movies, and it turns out I was right. So, <laughs> they it was garbage. So it, I actually was correct in that in that way. But yeah, from what I read. It's like it was this weird thing because Netflix now has all the Texas Chainsaw movies on Netflix, and they have the right, the streaming rights. And this movie was produced and made elsewhere, and it was like so poorly received in like test screenings that they sold it to Netflix. Which I've never heard of that happening before. I'm sure wow. it does. <laughs> I have not heard of it, but that's what I read that it was received so poorly that the original production company, I don't know who it was, sold it because they didn't want it. And And, Netflix being Netflix was like, all right, we'll take it.
1: Yeah, I wonder, geez, I wonder how much that deal was. (laughs) Whatever it was, it was too much. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, I want to know why we can't just first of all, the fact that there's new Texas Chainsaw is disturbing in its own right. But if, <laughs> but if we're going to do it, I feel like if you just made one or two different decisions in the development of this film, it could have it possibly salvaged something. Yeah.
0: But- kind of like the main, the, the overarching blanket issue that I felt with this movie was that it seems as though like everybody involved from the writers to the directing, to the production, just really didn't care that this was a Texas chainsaw movie. Like I, I, I felt as though with the Halloween movies, even Halloween kills, which we've talked about at length before, as much as they have flaws and there are things wrong with the new ones, you can at least tell that the people making them enjoy the Halloween franchise, they kind of get what it is. And like, even though Halloween kills had some questionable choices at the end of the day, like the core of the movie is this is a slasher. Michael Myers is this character and we're going to do this with him. And it's the other bullshit that they added in that we didn't like is its own thing. But at the very core of those movies, there's at least some sort of a love for the Halloween franchise and Michael Myers. And this one is just the complete opposite. Like it's so detached from anything that any fan of the franchise would ever want out of a new version of the movie.
1: Literally the only shoestring sized link in the continuity of the story is Sally. And who is who
0: they recast because Marilyn Burns is dead.
1: (laughs) Right. And, and even then you can tell it was forced. It was like, okay how do we tie this into the universe because very clearly it's not going to to uh, going to in this direction so okay here's sally and she survived the attacks and she's going for leather and then gets murked in like half a minute (laughs) like like literally like i was expecting like a little bit of a fight but man, she just gets fucking massacred. Yeah, literally,
0: literally me. The first day I got Elden Ring is what <laughs> happens to her.
1: No, <laughs> she looked at that tree sentinel and was like, all right, bet. <laughs> and just got fucking axed. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just... But it it's like just so many things that make the Texas Chainsaw franchise what it is. And the Texas Chainsaw franchise has plenty of bad entries. Many of them I still enjoy, but it has plenty of bad entries. But some of the things that even those bad entries got right, the movie just didn't have like a huge, huge aspect of these movies is that that Leatherface is not Michael Myers. He is not alone. He's not smart and he doesn't have a sense of like direction. He's basically like a rabid dog that the family sets on, you know, a group of people and, this movie just, it, he literally is Michael Myers. They just made him Michael Myers. They yes. saw, they it's like they saw Halloween 2018 and were just like, just do this. I don't even care. Just do this. Then make it Leatherface.
1: Yeah. That's, that's exactly what they did. It was, just, it was just so soulless. It, it was, it was like, and I get it, right? These movies don't have to have a fucking triple A plot, but like, right. You could at least pretend you gave a shit. Like right,
0: right. I'm not asking for, yeah, you to make like hereditary but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All I am asking for is a basic understanding of what makes a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie good.
1: And that is not here. This this plot, this plot. So so I guess we should like. <laughs> begrudgingly explain what the plot yeah. is
0: no it um, is important to the criticism too because i have a lot <laughs> yes, of issues with yes it.
1: so it's like 50 years after the original killings of leatherface um there's a couple of entrepreneurs uh believe one's named melody uh, i forget the fucking guy's name is i don't even care um and 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 then her, uh melody's sister And uh, the guy's girlfriend are also, so it's four of them. They go to this abandoned town in Texas, right? And first of all, I love how there's really not much of an explanation of like how they got to where they were. It's just like, oh, these young kids are just like not only internet famous, but somehow have the, the big enough revenue stream to buy a town worth of property <laughs> you understand yeah. how much money that takes how much capital you would need it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's in bumfuck texas you're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah like how did and they that's the f- thing get that like right off the bat thing.
0: right off the bat why are you overcomplicating the story with this ghost town angle and they're buying this town why like why do you that is so unnecessary to a texas chainsaw movie (laughs) like all that these movies ever are is a group of people get fucking lost somewhere and they happen to encounter (laughs) leatherface like this right off the bat is just introducing these weird story elements that are that have no meaning they don't ever really come up again or have any significance to the movie so it's like immediately what is this
1: yeah and, and and I'm fine, like so the guy, uh Dante, I, I did have to look it up because uh, even though I don't give a shit, I do have to be accurate.
0: Well, they're um, barely characters, so they're, it bar- matter, they're, they're <laughs> barely
1: characters. So Dante, um there there is a which obviously I have no problem with this in horror, or any movie. There's this kind of like the racial implication of him going to a Texas town that is very much Um, not a fan of the color of his skin. So that becomes like a a story element. And they're trying to like gentrify this, this town and, and they're like trying to make it, you know, look pretty enough for investors and whatever. Um, And then they find in in this one property, this, this old woman, Ginny who she, she claims she still owns the property, which at first you're like, wait, she's probably just fucking batshit insane. And, and she's, like, refusing to leave. You almost think she's being a squatter. And Dante's like, no, we have the papers. Like, we bought this property, which, again, is, is just so stupid to me. Like, yeah, you just bought a town worth of property, right? Like, <laughs> So they get into this fucking argument, uh, the three of them, and then you see... Who who becomes Leatherface? You see like the silhouettes up there and up the stairs, and she like everything's fine. Don't worry about me. And then you're like, okay, that's Leatherface. Um, and then <laughs> cops come take 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 her away because they're like, okay, you're fucking crazy. We told you to be out of this property, and and she, um, and then <laughs> this is quite possibly the stupidest and most rushed. Motive for a killer to seek revenge. Ginny suffers from a heart attack in 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 uh, the 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 sheriff van, and um, or the ambulance, whatever it is, and uh, and then Leatherface is there, and he's obviously very upset because he sees that she's dead. And he's like trying to resuscitate her, put oxygen on her. And then that just become oh, it's like okay, because the the one girl Melody was the the last one talking with her, it has now become his main driving force to murder them and the entire town. And it's like I get that Leatherface is a fucking psycho, right? I get that. It just seemed stupid to me that like yeah. it was it was like he suffers a heart attack, and he's like, <laughs> you know, it's like I get, <laughs> yeah. I get it, and I don't get it, right? Like you can make an argument either way, but I, I just think like it already the the plot, the 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 makings of the plot, the seeds they planted already left a bad taste in my mouth. So when 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 this when this was the driving force for him to really lose his shit, eh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you feel differently. I don't know, but
0: it's i don't even necessarily feel differently it's just like like i said the character just feels so off to me like i don't i, I don't know just i don't understand why are we having leatherface living in like an orphanage or whatever because it's supposed to be that he was like an orphan and came to her which i, I don't know where did his family go they're not all dead in the end of the first movie so what happened that's never explained so it's like where it They basically have just invented a new character and like they're trying to do the Halloween the Halloween 2018 thing where they're like, none of the other sequels are canon. This is a direct sequel to the first movie, but it literally feels like there's a movie's worth of events in between that just are never we just don't know what happened. Like, where is his family? Why did he go to an orphanage? He's a grown man. And like, what who is this woman? Why, why do we care about this character? And it just it's like so much going on that it's like, what is this <laughs> again, what is this movie?
1: I know it's i I think most of these remakes or sequels or whatever you want to call them are, Made the way they are with the express purpose of okay, this is most likely gonna suck and it's gonna be standalone. So we have to cram in as much as we can, but that yeah. does but that does not excuse the negation of vital information or things you might find pertinent to the fucking story. Right, like
0: <laughs> at the heart of this movie should be getting Leatherface right. Like I yes. felt as though the they yeah. made those. Um, the remakes in like 2003 or whatever. And I like those. A lot of people don't like those, but I, I, I like those. And I think that they nailed Leatherface at the end of the day, regardless of any of the other issues, Leatherface feels like Leatherface in those movies. And in this one, it's like just a completely different character that we basically start from scratch because what's the point of the entire first movie. If the whole motive for this movie is a character that you introduced in this movie. So is this a sequel or is it just a new movie? Because what is the point of the first one? Like Leatherface is not mad about anything except this character that you've just introduced.
1: There is such a spiritual detachment that you don't even know which lane they're trying to go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Again, Halloween. You get it. My, this is Michael Myers' motivation. He comes to Haddonfield and he kills people. That's what he does. Very simple. What is this? Kid? What is this Leatherface's motivation? That the the orphanage lady had a heart. What? Who is this character? Yeah, like
1: they they just they just clearly had to. Yeah, it's like you said. They just did the. It's like they did the Halloween route, or they did the Friday the Thirteenth route. It's like okay, motherly figure dies. That's the that's the driving force for yeah. to go mad. It's like this
0: on. one. Like it could not have felt more. Like, them just trying to capitalize on Halloween being so successful. Like, it was so, so obvious that they saw that movie, saw how well it did, and were like, we're doing this with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just do the same shit. Have the original character come back. Have it be a direct sequel to the other one. Like, it was just exactly beat for beat, just a rip-off, a complete rip-off, and not in a good way.
1: Yeah, you could smell it from a mile away. Like, it's... it's, well, anywho, um, the only character I somewhat gave a shit about, Lila, who is um, Melody's sister, who is played by Elsie Fisher, who I thought was the only one who did a semi decent job in this movie. Because <laughs> all the other protagonists, I don't. I, I, Blake, do you do you even know if the movie was trying to get you to like or hate the characters? Because I couldn't. I, I couldn't, couldn't figure it out. I couldn't Without
0: IMDb in front of me, I couldn't tell you the name of a single character in this movie. I couldn't even if you showed me a, like a lineup of all the actors in this movie mixed in with other random people. I couldn't even tell you who was in this movie. <laughs> that's how non-character. So much of like
1: non-characters they are. I just didn't know if was this supposed to like them or hate them. I don't fucking know. They they just suck. Well, yeah,
0: that's that's the other problem is like in the original. Movie, it's kind of like walks that line too, but it does it successfully, where it's like these characters are kind of annoying, like they're kind of coming in and just like intruding on you, you know, like the family's like land and stuff, and that's kind of why they get what they get. This movie, it's like you, yeah, you don't really know. Like, am I supposed to like them or not? Am I supposed to sympathize with these characters? Because some of them I do, some of them I don't. And it's like at the end of the day, it it just was f- just a failed attempt at like making relatable characters because none of them are relatable and none of them are developed at all. And the whole, <laughs> the whole school shooting angle with, uh with Lila drove me fucking crazy. I just, <laughs> that was so bad.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that was actually the next thing I was going to bring up because then Lila starts striking up a friendship with the racist mechanic and <laughs> and, and you, and throughout the movie, you see flashbacks of of, of Lila <laughs> on the ground. Which, first of all, I didn't even realize to like the third fucking flashback that it was a school shooting. It just looked like she was in a pile of dead bodies and blood. But so, like, I like I knew obviously she was dealing with trauma. But then it almost makes you think like anyone with half a brain could have probably seen this and been like. This is clearly going to be a setup for a scene where she's faced with fighting leatherface and she has a rifle in the ground. Like, oh, do I take it? Do which, I take it? Which also
0: like what is the message there? <laughs> what are we saying with that scene that people who are in school shooting should get over it? I don't know. What are you trying to say? I
1: know. It's I I so weird. It was so weird to include that. They literally they literally some decisions that were off the bat already shallow enough, and this was one of them. Was like the only reason it was included is to is to add any level of bare minimum complexity to this fucking story. It was, like, I just found
0: it like so distasteful to it, yeah have that storyline. Was just so odd, such an odd choice to me <laughs> and like it was just this movie was trying to shove so much into it and it just failed with like everything it tried. It's trying to talk about gentrification, school shootings. uh, There's a whole revenge story with Leatherface. There's a whole racism angle with the Confederate flag. like, And none of these things are ever fully fleshed out. So they're just really, really surface level themes that they're just like throwing at you left and right to just be like, this is what people on Twitter talk about this is what people on the internet like to see put this in the movie and it's yeah, like right it was like, just like buzzwords thrown into the script of the movie
1: right like we, we've talked about this several times uh, uh ho- hollywood um horror specifically has had a long-standing history of touching on topics such as racism and social status and that's fine. I don't your movie can have that all fucking day, but it has to be cohesive. It has right. to it has to make sense to the plot. It can't just be like, "Oh, hey, um here's a reminder of the status of life as we know it," and then we just move on and forget that. Like, why even include that in your message then? Like you know, if it's not central to the plot, like like Candyman, right? Like let's say Candyman for example. I saw a lot of people complain that the new Candyman talks way too much about social issues and racism issues, but Candyman is rooted. In those issues, the entire Story, right. the reason for the Existence of Candyman Is to discuss Those social and racial right. Issues, Yeah, so it makes It's integral to the plot You don't have Candyman Without those social issues right? With this, it just felt like Thor- They're just like, throwing it in yeah, they yes. just Well, because it in. in those movies
0: The problem is, in, in Movies like Candyman, like in the original Obviously, because the new one um, just like use a lot of those themes again, but like the whole conception of Candyman is that the character represents like systemic racism and and racial issues, and that's that's the the heart of his character. In this movie, it's not the heart of anything in the movie. It's just things that they threw in. So like when when you talk about like horror and social issues, like Night of the Living Dead or or even like Frankenstein, Dracula, like these movies that have social implications. It's more often than not like sort of thinly veiled in the horror of the movie and that's the point. Like in Jordan Peele's movies, like yeah, it's pretty in your face and blatant, but like the the movie is framing it in a way that is this is what you're seeing in the movie on the surface is horrific, but the ideas behind it are what are like true the true like monster. In this movie, there is none of that. Like Leatherface does not represent any of these things. They're just weird things thrown into the surface level of the plot that are never, never resolved or brought up again or talked about even. They don't even really, like, discuss them. They just put them in there and then move on. Like, the whole gentrification angle within the first 10 minutes of the movie, that 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 part of the story is over and they don't really talk about it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, so... Bro, like, I get what you're doing, but also, yeah, at least, at least, like, circle back to it if you're going to, like, put it in the <laughs> movie, you know? <laughs> That's the yeah,
0: ball. it's, it's, they don't, they don't justify it at all. Whereas in the other movies, like, having these as a part of the plot is, like, kind of justified in, like, okay, this is what we're trying to say by including this. This movie is not even trying to say anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, it has no, there's no moral at the heart of this movie at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that like makes me laugh is the 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 only leg it was standing on, the the whole driving force and the motivation of Leatherface going out and and killing is the whole revenge factor. And then he goes and cuts off Ginny's face and wears it. So it's like (laughs) I get again, I get it. It's Leatherface, but like to me, if it's a actual revenge thing. I don't know if I'd be cutting off the face of the person that just got fucking killed <laughs> that was housing me. I don't know. Like again, right. like, it, I, and I again it, it
0: just yeah, it just shows like what is the motivation of this character. I don't right. understand.
1: Right. It it, it it's it's there is it feels like they were trying to do too much for a movie that was baseless in the fact that it is just a psycho killer. Yeah. Is like where pick a lane. We need to we need to figure out what you're doing with this character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like just figure out the character. Like the filmmakers, you need to figure this character out, obviously, before you start making this movie. If you're gonna claim none of the other sequels count, and this is the only sequel that counts, that's like a humongous undertaking that I feel like they didn't they kind of like underestimated and were just like, whatever, just throw leatherface in there and like say it's a sequel and it's and that's why I think it failed so miserably. Like when they, with again, going back to Halloween, because it's just an easy one to compare it to. With that, like they clearly understood that this was a huge undertaking to be like, not a single other movie counts. This is the new canon sequel with Michael Myers. This is the true story. Nothing else matters. And they clearly took that to heart, making that movie. Like they, the weight of that after decades and decades of sequels they took it into account. In this movie, I don't think they did at all. <laughs> I don't wow. think they even tried.
1: They it did would have not worked try. better
0: if it was just a remake then. Because why are you claiming it's a sequel to the original, but then nothing from the original matters? Like, the events of the original movie don't matter in this movie at all. Other than that Sally comes back for five minutes, played by a different actress, and gets killed.
1: <laughs> it's just, man, and it's so funny, like... I knew I had problems with this movie, but the more we dive into it, like the more I'm realizing how asinine yeah. some of these decisions was like, like, okay. I, another thing I find hysterical is that that mechanic overhears them talking about the death of Ginny. And he's like, wait a minute. Did you, you fuckers must've caused the death of Ginny? I'm taking your keys. And unless you produce documentation of owning the property, you're not allowed to drive out of here. What an absolute cop out way to get <laughs> rid of their only mode of transportation.
0: Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, like and definitely like, illegal. So why is this happening? Like, what, like, was that really the best you could have done with that? See, th- and what's so funny is again, as we talk about it, I figure out more problems with the fucking story. Cause it's like, Like I said why was the entire family cut out of this movie because all you have to do have that character be Leatherface's brother and now it makes sense why he doesn't want them to leave like like how in the um, in the 2003 remake they have it that Leatherface's father is the sheriff and that's why it's so easy for them to like trap these people in this location Because they can't call the cops because the sheriff is Leatherface's dad. Right. So in this movie, it's like it's right there. Just make him related to Leatherface. Make him like a member of the family. And they don't do it. Which just shows how much of a misunderstanding they have of these this franchise.
1: Yeah. And and then they're like to to add insult to injury, they're like, wait a minute, Ginny was the owner of the property. (laughs) It's like Really?
0: <laughs> also, like I don't care. Why are we still on this?
1: Yeah. I will I will say the because we've been shitting relentlessly on it, the one thing I did like about the movie is there's eventually a scene where there's a, a bus party going on, uh and obviously, not not the contents of what was said on the bus, <laughs> but i thought I thought the the fucking slaughter of all the kids on the bus was like probably the only redeeming part of this whole movie i mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy that because it's kind of like to to me, horror is not necessarily about a straightforward kill. It's about being put in a situation where It is damn near impossible to get out of. And to me, him coming onto a bus just filled with drunk idiot teens (laughs) was brilliant because it's like, well, where are they really going to go? I mean, I guess some could escape from a window, but it's not really likely when you have a man with a chainsaw in a narrow ass (laughs) bus. So I'll say like that scene was fine. i I mean i think overall the
0: visuals were really nice like there were some really cool looking scenes in the movie if i have to say things that i liked about it yeah, there you know it was like a polished turd in that like the kills were (laughs) cool and it looked cool but the movie was just so bad
1: that it wasn't enough right exactly it it definitely was no nothing to save it but
0: that's what's so annoying. Like, so much of the discourse I've seen, because for some reason there's people defending this movie, is like, oh, well, it's just like a dumb slasher. Like, as long as the kills are cool, that's all that matters. But, like I said, that you can't really apply that here because this is, again, taking on this huge task of we're the only sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. None of the other ones matter. Like, the original movie is one of the most important horror movies that was ever made. And so, I don't want the sequel to that to be a dumb, mindless slasher. Why would I want that? That doesn't make sense. Like this isn't a, a, you know, they're not going back and making a sequel to like slumber party massacre. Like it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's an important movie. It's like preserved in the museum of modern arts archives. Like you can't just say that, Oh, it's just a dumb slasher because that makes it worse. This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. is not a dumb movie.
1: And tell me how the slumber party massacre remake was leagues better than this. <laughs> like it's, it's it, there, there were, and I agree with you. Like if this was like most other franchises, I, you could almost use the argument. Like, yeah, it's a dumb fun slasher as long as the kills are cool, but you're right. I mean, this, this has a stake in the game. Yeah, This had a lot to do, and it's not like they were saying it's not like they made this movie as like a, a soulless spin off that was, you know, maybe like Abbey Rhodes, the Texas Chainsaw story, <laughs> or so or, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like an yeah. offshoot, then you could be like, okay, it's shit, but if some of the kills were cool, fine, it's more forgivable. But like in this, you're using the name Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? To me, and like, especially
0: because. Toby Hooper himself already did this. He already came back years later and made a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre that did so many of the things that this one failed at so much better that it's like you're also saying we're replacing that movie. So this has to now be better or not better, but it has to be equal to the original movie and it has to be better than every sequel that's ever been made. So, yeah, no, I don't want that to just be a dumb movie like that's not what I've ever wanted from this franchise. I don't know why anybody would want that from this franchise. Who is asking for that?
1: Yeah, it is it is very, very clearly a case of money and no soul. Yeah, they it just, was. They, they bit off, they off more than Pikachu
0: and they just fucking failed. <laughs> and from what I've heard, this movie like changed directors like halfway through production too. So like from the get go, this was just a complete mess.
1: Yeah, I saw that David Garcia directed this, who I'm willing to bet probably has less credits than the man who directed Leprechaun 4 in space.
0: Yep, I um, checked and he had this is the only horror movie he's ever made. Yeah,
1: he, he's done he's done one other movie, which is Tejano. That's it. And, and Which
0: that too. Why are we getting people who are not horror directors to make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. sequel?
1: Yeah, like I'm not, at I'm not least saying, get someone who's a horror director. Yeah, we don't we don't need. Well, I mean, if it was a perfect world, you'd get like a triple A horror director to do it. Right. But we don't even need that. You just you just need just someone who's done a horror movie. You need someone who's done a horror movie and someone who's writing it that knows anything about. Lenderface. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, you can only blame the
0: director so much. It's the writing
1: is what's so bad. It's, it's the, the writing. I agree. yeah. It's the writing.
0: I don't. I feel bad because I. Yeah, I don't want to like hawk on the director too much because again, the movie looks pretty and like visually, it's really interesting, which is probably a lot on the director and cinematographer and everything. But it's the story and the characters that are bad, and that is the writing. (laughs) I don't know who wrote this movie, but the the issue is the writing, and I don't know if the studio interfered with that or what, because I know that happens quite a lot, and it definitely feels like a boardroom full of studio executives had a lot of say in what needed to be included in this movie like the influencers and the school shooting (laughs) and all of these you know surface level plots felt like things that were like almost written on a whiteboard and been like these have to be in the movie put them in
1: So you'll be be excited to know that the screenplay was written by a Chris Thomas Devlin who has a wiki career line that is probably shorter than yours. Um, (laughs) It says in 2018, Devlin wrote an unsolicited screenplay for the horror film Cobweb in 2022. Apparently, that's when that gets released. The screenplay was included in 2018's Blacklist and Bloodlist, which are... (laughs) apparently noteworthy surveys based on horror movies in <laughs> november 2019 he gained notability when he was hired as a screenwriter on texas chainsaw massacre which served as a direct sequel to the original film and ignored all other installments by november 2020 lionsgate bought Devlin's screenplay for the horror film video nasty So basically he has only written a movie called cobweb and apparently a project called video nasty. So yeah, I guess we really found the best guy to write the screenplay.
0: Like I said, it's, it's clear that from the top levels, there was just a complete undermining of how large of a task it is to do the erasing all the rest of the canon. This is the only true sequel. And just from the start, they were just, they just did it all wrong. Like, You just got someone with little to no experience. You got director who's never made a horror movie. uh, And you just basically threw them to the wolves with this movie. (laughs) It just, I mean, it's just because they clearly, they didn't care. That's what it comes down to. They didn't really care about this movie. They saw Halloween did well, probably saw that they already had the rights to it and were like, fuck it, just make it. And then it did so badly with the test audiences that they sold it to Netflix
1: Bro, like, they could they could have just interviewed a thousand people and just gotten a fan of the series to write this movie. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's just insane to me.
0: Yeah, it's just a shame because it could have been good. Like, Halloween 2018 was great. And I would have loved to see the same amount of, like, care put into a Texas Chainsaw movie. Because I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I would have loved for it to be good. And unfortunately, just terrible. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw, (laughs) Assacre,
1: (laughs) Assacre. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I just, man, I, I guess we can continue talking about this. Do we even have to? I don't think I have anything. We just just end it here. I
0: think let see. That's why I wanted to talk about the good one second because
1: (laughs) yeah, we need a power. If we
0: ended right now, I'm just depressed.
1: Yeah. So, okay, here's what I'll leave you with. The the end. The, there's a post credits. I didn't even know that. I didn't make it. That r- far. Right, exactly. Which make way Marvel for what I'm about to reveal. Um, it is literally just Leatherface walking towards the house where the original massacres took place. And then, which it again pans. Away. Why
0: wasn't that what this movie was? Why are we in this weird fake ghost town bullshit? Like why?
1: Bro, you know what that says to me? That says they were on the last day of production of this movie. And they said, wait, Sally can't be the only way we tie this into the universe. I got it. Let's film eight seconds of him walking towards the old house. (laughs) Brilliant.
0: No, let's film eight seconds and then we'll CG the old house into the background.
1: Like, come on. Okay, actually, okay, so I lied. There's actually only two things I really liked about this movie. So it was the bus scene and the fact it was only an hour and 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, I I agree. The fact that it was not that long was at least, it
1: was like a mercy killing. <laughs> bring back, please bring back shorter horror movies. Yeah. Why? why I mean, unless you're doing something crazy like, like a final halloween entry like don't you we do not need to make horror that long yeah like, i agree like bring it back so do do this do this do it 80 mm-hmm. minutes that's, that's all we need yeah
0: first slasher movie yeah 80 90 need. minutes is all that anybody needs yeah
1: so that was the shit storm of texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs>
0: yeah thank thank god Whew,
1: okay thank god we're done now we can talk about a good movie
0: <laughs> yes, very good in my opinion.
1: Which is the newest Scream. Um. So I'll admit, when this first got announced, uh, of course I was excited, right? Because I love Scream; it's one of my favorite horror series. Um. But obviously, with the passing of Wes Craven, I wasn't sure, um, exactly how strong it was going to be. Um. And that's not to say like people couldn't um do something good with the name. It's just that like yeah you had such a fucking genius Mm -hmm. attached to it. And then he passes away and it's like, okay, you hear about a new screen movie and you're probably thinking it's, it'll probably be okay but um, but th- they really proved me wrong with that and that was only yeah. a little bit of skepticism that wasn't really me like I'm not going to watch the movie but um, just to like preface it by saying that because everything I saw here was fucking great
0: yeah it's like we could honestly go through beat for beat and talk about how almost everything that they did wrong in Texas Chainsaw they did right In this movie. The most important thing, Gail, Dewey, and Sydney need to be in this movie. If you cannot get the three of them to come back for this, don't even make it. It's not worth it. So that right off the bat, they got that right. Um, the whole movie, every single character is tied back into the original in some way. The setting, they have the house, all of it, like like I said, pretty much everything that they did so wrong. And Texas Chainsaw, I feel the opposite in Scream. Like they just nailed it. They nailed everything that you could want out of this movie, pretty much. Whether or not you know, whether or not we can argue about if these movies are necessary to make anymore, whatever. But if you're going to, which they're going to, because it sells tickets, they they nailed it.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's like please do it right, and they did it right. Um, right. And it's like okay, they 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 weren't fooling themselves. They're like okay, we're gonna make this a direct sequel from Scream Four. It's it's gonna have all the yeah, same continuity. That too. Yeah,
0: no, it, yeah, no new canon. Like this is just a new Scream movie.
1: Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's and, and man, it's it's crazy that it's uh it's already been what how how long? Like fucking over twenty years since the first one <laughs> since the original
0: the original's 96 so i can't do that math
1: <laughs> over to so it's like so it's like 25 years <laughs> yeah that's yeah it's a fucking long time uh and and i got to say the the whole and you were right man to have um sydney Dewey in it is is pivotal because have to, in in, yeah. in all in all the movies the whole plotline continuity lies i mean yes on the other characters but lies on sydney because she is the family link every fucking right. obviously spoiler alerts for everything here but yeah, i was in, gonna say in, let's in, go let's warn we are
0: gonna be talking spoilers because you
1: have to yeah the massive spoiler alerts but um so so turn it off now yeah if you don't turn want it to off spoilers. and now not that you're listening but turn it off in case you are <laughs> but but the Mom, fact that turn it off but every single one of the of the killers and and the motivations in the scream movies is a direct link to the family tree of Sidney Prescott. Right. So but without perfect. her you do not you don't have scream. You can't do this movie without her. Yeah. <laughs> it would feel it would feel soulless. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, The other so- thing
0: too is I felt like one of the original 3 you have to kill one of them. In order for this movie to have stakes, one of them has to die. Yes. And I thought
1: they did that perfectly as well. Me, me too. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll definitely get to that. That was one of the most uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> heart wrenching moments. Um, yeah. A great moment, though.
1: Yeah. So, so we open like, like what you would expect a Scream movie to open with. We have this new high school student, Tara. And she gets she gets a call from Ghostface and they do the whole scary movie trivia thing. And then he ends up in the mm-hmm. house. I, By the way, I just love the and also like I, I kind of thought low key that the introduction of newer technology was going to be really cheesy. Because whereas in Texas Chainsaw, the kids were pulling out the phone for Leatherface saying, if you do anything, you're getting, getting canceled. canceled. bro." <laughs> um, it, that this- was worse than Evil Dies Tonight. Yeah, oh, like, a thousand <laughs> fucking percent um whereas in this movie though i thought it was funny that she was on her phone and, and she was trying to lock her home with the security system and he yeah. kept unlocking her. like that shit is kind of funny um and it makes sense yeah. for for the movie um so which yeah, another
0: that- thing too another thing that they nail also is even down to the little details they have the same guy does ghost face voice that has done in all the other movies like yeah. That is, it's such a tiny detail that is it really even necessary? No, but it just shows like the care they put into this movie that is the same voice actor doing Ghostface voice in the intro sequence.
1: Yeah, who I believe is Roger Jackson. Yeah, I think that's yeah, he's, yeah, yep, he's done Ghostface in every screen movie. Yeah, and, and that and that and that that to me means the world because to other people that might not matter, but hey, y'all cared enough
0: right it just shows that they care yeah.
1: back yeah
0: which again also so. the di- the two directors of this movie are horror movie directors they've made yeah. big horror movies they're the, they're the directors who did ready or not and they directed one of the segments in in uh, the original vhs so you have people who are horror fans or at least yeah. horror filmmakers
1: which you would think that's would the be difference important. yeah
0: yeah that's the di- that's where you could see the difference
1: um, yeah so Tara gets uh, stabbed up by Ghostface. ghost face she ends up in the hospital then you find out that Tara has an estranged sister Sam who is me um, who is told <laughs> <laughs> who is told about the attack by Wes which is one of her friends or one of Tara's friends rather and then Sam ends up um, she left Woodsboro years ago she returns to Woodsboro she's got this boyfriend Richie who seems like Tip t- typical fucking Nick beard IPA lover. He's he's just like kind of <laughs> he's just kind of there. He's not really, but I mean as we learn more about the character, we'll get to that. But um so they visit her at the hospital and there's there's this scene where they reunite, but obviously there's a little bit of you know uh emotional tension there because like Sam basically pick up picked up and left Kara years ago and now she's back. And so there so clearly there's a there's a family issue there that you can tell at some point they will rectify, and that's through the power of murder. Um but even I, I just want to take a step back and and the way they introduce like the 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 close circle of friends because all the screen movies like have like that circle of friends, yeah. and and the way they do that with this movie you you know you know it's being made in they made a move in 2021 but you can you can there's still even an air of nostalgia about it that you could just there's something about it that you're like yeah you know what that's that's kind of on the nose for for how this should have went. <laughs> um and so they have that group of friends, which, you know, one or two of them are the fucking killer. Like, that's how all. Yeah, you know,
0: right off the bat, one of these people is the killer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you 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 just know. Um, so. um, Then we find out quickly what the family ties are, which is um, Sam is the child of Billy Loomis. which i
0: thought was great the way they did it was like
1: his ghosts
0: and everything yeah that could have been so corny and i thought that they actually did a pretty good job
1: yeah so i i I think that was a cool tie-in and then um that girl's ex vince who's actually Stu's nephew so
0: like there was which also just side note the character who is billy loomis's daughter is sam and if she were to have taken her father's last name her name would be sam
1: loomis yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> her wow. name is Sam
0: Carpenter, which is equally a reference. But yeah, if she's Billy Loomis's daughter, then her name would be Sam Loomis.
1: Yeah. Wow. Was, again,
0: didn't... a nice little, nice little little throw-in.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could you could tell the character of Vince is, is just like a piece of shit. And you're like, yeah, okay, it makes sense he came from Stu. Right? <laughs> you you tell he's related. Yeah, um, which uh, fucking great. And then there's uh, another attack back at the hospital. That that good trope of hospital. I love a horror movie hob- in a hospital. Me too. That that trope of hospital horror shit. Love, love it. it. So there's an attack there, and then um, Sam is is telling Tara that hey, I'm kind of fucked in the head and I'm hallucinating uh, about my father. Um, and she tells the whole story about how she found out um, her mom had slept with Billy Loomis and and her whole life was a lie. And that's why she picked up and left. And and like I appreciated that it was it was pretty cut and dry. They, they did the tie in right. The family tie in. They did the emotional conflict right. They didn't blow it too out of proportion. It was enough information for you to digest to be able to be emotionally involved and invested in what was going on here. It wasn't anything too grandiose. It was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is the tie-in. Let's move on. Right, right. um, And then we uh, fast forward to the first appearance of Dewey in a long, long time, which is bittersweet because because yeah. <laughs> we, we see him in this little trailer. But it was, per,
0: but it was perfect.
1: Like, oh, yeah, it was, it was perfect.
0: I couldn't have asked like, I, I thought of everyone like they, what they did with his character was just so good because they literally do, they basically did like, like Logan, like Wolverine, like he's like, it's basically old man, old man Dewey is what is what they did with his character. Like he's like, they're Retired cop like he's hung up his guns, but like now he's got to come back and it was just like perfect. I loved the way that they handled his character.
1: Yeah, and I I think we talked about this in the scream episode, but I we were speculating like what was going to happen between the relationship of Gal and Dewey. And and I think I think we had agreed like yeah they're gonna be fucking divorced like there, yeah, there's no yeah. there's no way <laughs> there's no way they're still together and but it know, was you,
0: perfect because like what yeah. better way to get all of these characters back into the story than like having their like he like is kind of still interested in her and like their romance is kind of like weird and it was just it just worked like so well
1: yeah he's he's basically just an alcoholic at this point who's like lamenting about his past and. And I, and I also like that it wasn't necessarily um, obviously like he, he still had feeling for her, but it wasn't necessarily like, OK, this is going to be like the the real um, his real like triumph into overcoming whatever was in front of him was just for Gail. Like it was right, more so right. it was it was him realizing like, great, Ghostface is back we really gotta fucking get out of our own ass here and, and make sure we protect the town once again. <laughs> um which which again I appreciate it's kind of like do dewy- we may have hung up his guns, but he didn't like hang up his moral compass. He, he right. knew he, he, you still know who he is as a person, right? Um, no right. matter yeah, how far he tries to run away from it. Yeah.
0: It's, and it's I, happening. I had listened to um, an episode of uh, the Halloweenies podcast, which shout out to them. Cause I just did some artwork for them, but uh, they did an episode about this movie and they put it perfectly where like Dewey's story is basically like the old gunslinger. Like it's like, a, he's like a Western hero in this movie. Where like yep. he's hung up his guns, like he's kind of like out of it, but like he comes back for one last like triumphant return, and it, it was just like so good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and and then of course with Dewey appearing, it it was only a matter of time until you saw Gal and Sydney, and then um, and then unfortunately we start coming to. The saddest part of the movie, which is uh, there, so at the hospital there, there's another attack that takes place, which I think I had mentioned earlier. In this attack, though, Dewey is there, and there he's trying to get um, uh, Sam and and whoever else out of there, like through an elevator, and and Dewey just pumped a whole bunch of shots into Ghost's face. <laughs> And and I was th- I was even thinking in my head, like, oh bro, you gotta shoot him in the fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and of course, of course, and I think they did this perfectly. Of course, Dewey is about to get in the elevator. He's like, no, wait. You yeah. always gotta shoot him. It was like that head. perfect like, yeah. hero moment,
0: like, you go on, I'll stay back. And the door yeah. closes. And I knew as soon as the door closed,
1: he was gonna fucking knock. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. knew it. And sure enough, <laughs> he he gets close. He gets a call on his phone, which distracts him, and then Ghostface goes in for the fucking brutal kill. Yeah, very brutal. Like, he, like, slices his organs the kills, out. like,
0: all of the kills in this movie are brutal, which was yeah. great.
1: Yeah, like, they did not shy
0: away from like, showing the violence.
1: I don't think one person who got murdered in this movie got stabbed less than eight times.
0: Yeah. Like, they it, get, like it was brilliant. Massacre.
1: Yeah, they got massacred. Um, So, obviously, like, with Dewey's death, it was super sad. But out of the three of them, his death kind of made them more sense. Like, like Gail, yeah, like Gail obviously. Like, so Gail and Dewey have like the 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 brief reunion, and you can tell there's still a lot of the tension and pent up emotion. Um, and, but the but the but the movie does not fool you into thinking there's ever going to be anything back there between them because obviously mm-hmm. someone's dying and we know it's not sydney prescott sydney is the lifeblood if sydney yeah. were to die that would spell the end of any more money the studio ever wanted to make so it was either going exactly be Gale, yeah so it was either going to be gail or dewey and gail is I think, a little more integral, because if it wasn't for Gail reporting on the initial murders, none of this really would have flown into fruition. Like it really mm-hmm. was Gail who set the the gears in motion for all of this to happen. So, like if you're killing Gail, well, then like you're not only ceasing what has happened in the universe, but then you're also saying, anything that's happening in the future there's not going to be any recording of or any reporting at least to the level of gail weathers to have the the emotional stake of the killer having added motivation to come right. back. so right so there's yeah a little it, bit just, more makes there. yeah, it, it just, just makes sense yeah it just makes
0: sense that he's the one to die because yeah you can't kill sydney that would that would just be stupid like i, yeah. I don't i wouldn't like that at all and the reason why he's so perfect too is like his character he's in it like he's there he knows something's going on he's in it and like his death is what kind of pushes the other characters more to take not to take it more seriously but to like really become a part of like we need to catch who this is you know like with without him dying like gail doesn't really have a ton of motivation necessarily whereas he does so if it was the other way around, it's just like, well, Dewey already has the motivation. We didn't really need Gale to die for him to take this seriously. So I think that's why he was the right the right choice of the three to have to die, since I think one of them has to die in this movie.
1: I agree. Yeah you you couldn't do a fifth scream and not kill one of the main characters. It would it would have just been mm-hmm. too much. Um. Yeah. yeah and then and then like throughout the movie it kind of becomes this this like ra- <laughs> it's like a round robin of who done it and, and I think the way they handled it was great cuz it's like there were certain scenes where you're like okay maybe maybe it was the one twin the way she's been talking and then and then you're thinking okay well maybe like chad or maybe like you're not really ever super certain of who could do it you you get ideas later in the movie um and and then of course uh i i i, I want to just backtrack a little bit i think the the death of that one sheriff was yeah was also, sheriff Hicks yeah that yeah, was great I, I i think that was also kind of because because you almost you almost thought her, her kid could have done it, but then he dies, and 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 so I think that the progression of this one felt natural, mm-hmm. and and the the whole like who done it aspect and having the kids be pitted against each other, um, it, it was yeah, it just it was just brilliant, honestly. Every everything about it, and and of course there's the continuity of of talking about the stab movies which is, which is integral to the year Yeah, I
0: love, I love that. Yeah, that, yeah that's it, what's so great is they have the tools there to do like the meta commentary thing really well and they nailed it really well. They could have fumbled that majorly. It would have been very easy because, you know, especially nowadays, like so many movies have been influenced by Scream that like doing like a meta horror comedy is not that original anymore. Like it was when Scream first came out. So it's been done to death a million times and it's not, it's not easy to nail that, especially with Scream, which is like the granddaddy of meta horror movies. And the fact that they did such a good job, I was like super, super impressed by that. They, they, they talk a lot about like requels and remakes and all that stuff in the movie. And it's so, they don't do it in a way that's like corny or like lack subtlety because they're talking about in universe things that are just parallels to what's like in the real world, but still enough, like in universe references that it doesn't feel out of place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That beautifully said. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I feel. And, and of course the, the whole stab subplot plays plays uh heavy into the, the role and the motivations of the killers who, um, we we find out are uh, R- Richard and Richie actually, and, and Tara. So we know it's two people. I knew it was going to be two people. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be one, but
0: no, and um, Amber, not Tara. I, I, Amber's the one am, from the opening. Amber, season.
1: that's right. Amber. Yeah. I get the names a little confused. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, yeah. So, which I thought it was great how with 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 Richie, um, you started to see it. Coming a little more into play because he was so, you could tell he was obsessed with the Stab series and, and like some of his actions were a little interesting towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Amber, I guess I, I never really realized because like they kind of paid more attention to some of the other protagonists. So they, they kind of like did misdirection in a way. And so, yeah. I thought it was still like, as far as Swiss go, it was still really cool. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't guess it. Like,
0: yeah. I, it took me by surprise.
1: Yeah. The interesting thing, though, is that it's not necessarily a complaint. Uh, I am a little shocked, though, that, that the, because, like, in the end of every screen movie, when the killer gets revealed, it, it, there, is, there is a fundamental family related motivator for the killing. In this one, it was just they want to see requels done right. Yeah. And, and so I get it. Like, it's kind of like from the perspective of um, I get what the commentary was about. It was, it was about like the psychosis of people who sit behind a keyboard and they and they want to see things done in their way. And so mm-hmm. like I understood that. I was just a little surprised that like it didn't. There wasn't like one of the killers was like, oh, yeah, and I am also the like the lost. Well, The
0: truth is it kind of flips the script on that because all the victims are related to the characters from the original and the killers are not. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. 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 Which I, I assume was intentional, but I didn't even think about it until we're talking about it right now. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's why.
1: Well, it kind of makes sense. Well now that I think about it that that whole speech between Richie and Sam about how um he's like no, well you guys are the villain when like very clearly it's the opposite is yeah, I guess that now that I actually think about it.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't really I, like realize that until we started talking about it just now. But yeah, yeah all the victims are the ones.
1: Yeah, actually related. I actually think that's a wow, that's brilliant. Wow. actually Maybe wow. movies don't suck sometimes. Maybe maybe, maybe we're onto <laughs> something here. Um yeah, so that and and of course that final encounter with Sam and Sydney and Gail in the kitchen and and, and Amber getting Fucking shot and the stove is on and she gets lit on fire.
0: Which again, now, second movie where that actress has died a fiery death while trying to (laughs) murder someone. The first being Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, (laughs) where she dies the exact same way, on fire.
1: Mm -hmm. I I also like the the way that Sam ends up killing Richie. It was kind of like it was cool to see like the blood of Billy like boil inside of her and yeah. it just gets released on Richie.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I said it could have they could have, that could have been really corny with like her seeing him in the mirror and stuff, but they I thought that they nailed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just man, I I really I knew I was going to like the movie and I even thought maybe I'd love it but I was like blown away at how good this ended up being. Me too.
0: I was ready to like it, but I, yeah, I was kind of like on the fence. I didn't really know. Like, and luckily I didn't have anything spoiled for me because I waited until streaming to watch it, obviously. Right. And I'm glad that I didn't because I would have been kind of upset if I knew I was kind of prepared for that to happen just because I was like, if I'm not going to go see it in theaters, I have to be ready for something to be spoiled. And it wasn't so that that it was enjoyable to get to actually watch the movie, not knowing what was going to happen. And I think that enhanced the experience a lot, obviously. I mean, I'm not someone who likes to know a twist before I see a movie. I don't like to have stuff spoiled, but
1: yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah. I think there's just a lot here that they, they, it really it's interesting it's it's hard to recapture magic from a series that we're talking about is over twenty five years old, whereas um you know we we have the obvious success of Texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> to compare it to um scream yeah, scream just did everything Texas should have done yeah it's it's just that and simple. I also
0: think I don't know if I would say. I don't know if I can say yet if I like this more or less than Halloween 2018, but I do like that this was one movie. Like I, I, I like the new Halloween, but did it need to be a new trilogy? That like the story's still not resolved. Like there's still a lot of things we're kind of waiting for to happen as we're waiting for the third movie. And this was nice one movie, start to finish, like the whole story's here, and I appreciated that. I don't love. A series necessarily, even though I do like Halloween 2018.
1: Yeah, but. I I agree with that. I I, I think it's great because like it works as standalone, and if they continue it, which based on how it's doing and based on well, even before this, they they were talking about doing more. Yeah, um, which so we know it's going to happen. But even if it didn't happen, it at least like left enough to to satiate the taste buds and now we know there's probably going to be more and then you could figure out like okay well I wonder like what direction they're going to go in for this next one and and there's and it's nice too because
0: they've they've established this new group of characters and like like I said like this one had to have the original three in it if they make a sequel to this one I don't think it necessarily needs that anymore because they've established these characters we like these characters and so I think that they could yeah they could make plenty more movies
1: i i just i very quickly went to the the scream wiki and i see a picture of david arquette wearing a barnum and bailey t-shirt <laughs> and it's it's great i'm just gonna post this everywhere now yeah um yeah i uh, i just man i really don't know i really didn't There was really nothing i disliked there's very few things I yeah really there complain was very about.
0: yeah, I have very little complaints, and again, I mean, I'm a huge scream fan i my dog is named after scream. I have a scream tattoo, yeah, I love scream, so obviously I'm a little bit biased, but yeah, there's nothing that there was no like glaring issue that really was like, oh, well, this was one major flaw that it had. I can't off the top of my head really think of much,
1: yeah, there was just oh. Just I I I want to rewatch it as we talk about it. I'm like I just yeah. fucking Put it on
0: again. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's again. That's why I said I can't really compare it to Halloween yet because I've had Halloween for years now and I've rewatched it many times. But this one will probably be the same where I'll rewatch it a bunch and I I feel like I'm gonna end up liking it more, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, well, I I guess we'll we'll see what the impression of that final. Halloween movie leaves too. Yeah, yeah that's right? a
0: big part. Well, yeah. yeah, again, this is this is a story start to finish in one movie. Yeah, the new Halloween movies were is a trilogy, so it's like that story is not really over yet. So I can't judge it against the story that is over. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really know. But yeah, I I um I'm interested to see if they'll do a sequel to this. I hope they do. I'll see it. I don't know I'm how sure great it's going to be, but yeah, I'll see it.
1: Yeah, they they probably will, and I'm sure. Yeah, it's like you said, it'll it'll, it'll definitely be weaker. But I, it'll, yeah, I'm sure. It'll I be mean, this enjoyable. was really good. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know if it'll be Halloween kill. It'll Scream kills will be as bad as oh. Halloween kills, but we'll see. That too, I do think. You know what? That's my one complaint. Just call it Scream Five. Why does it have to be Scream again?
1: Yeah, I I also would have preferred that. I think. Like especially
0: because it's not meant to be a direct sequel to the original, like with Halloween, like just call it Scream Five. It's it's the fifth Scream movie. (laughs) That's a very minor complaint, but it's yeah, I think it's I just think it's weird that they do that so much now.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I guess it's I guess it's their way for like I guess it's the studio opening the the possibility for the sequels. It's like okay, well. You know, if we call it Scream 5, and it's like, what, are we just going to continue the number? It's like, well, I mean, you could. There's nothing saying you couldn't do that.
0: (laughs) That, and I think maybe it's nowadays kind of used as, like, a marketing thing, because you're trying to appeal to a whole new audience now that many, many of them were not around to see Scream in 1996. And, like, calling this Scream 5 might deter people who have never seen a Scream movie before. Whereas, like, if you go in and you just see that's called Scream, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is something new, I guess, so I'll probably be able to understand it. So, I think that's probably a big part of it. It's just like a marketing perspective of calling it Scream Five is going to deter newer fans who maybe are just getting into
1: Scream. Yeah, that's that's a consideration.
0: Because you could, I mean, in theory, you could just watch this movie not having seen the other ones. It probably would help to see the other ones, but if this is your first entry point, you could watch this and be like, Oh, okay. I got to go back and watch the other ones now. Cause that was so good. Like, I think yeah. you could enjoy this movie without having seen a scream movie before. I,
1: I think you could. Yeah. I, cause, cause there's definitely the continuity and the tie-ins, but it's not so much like, okay, it's all on the line. It's, all the original plot. It's all, you gotta know every little fucking thing. It's like, no, you could probably enjoy it on its own.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which Halloween did well too. Like you don't really necessarily need to be a huge Halloween fan to watch the 2018 one. You can just kind of understand it. And this one too, Scream more than anything because Scream are at their heart just murder mysteries pretty much. And even if you don't have all the franchise backlog, like that's fine. You can just watch a movie and be like, Oh, who's the killer? Like, that's fun, no matter whether you've seen the other four or not.
1: Well, yeah, also, well, also, Halloween does that very fun thing of, hey, we're just gonna retcon the story three million, times. right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah. I guess I'll just enjoy it yeah. on its own. Um, but yeah, Scream good, Texas Chainsaw bad, bad, yep.
0: <laughs> like I said, also. everything Texas Chainsaw did bad, I thought Scream did good so it's yeah it's a good there are good two movies to compare to each other because they really are like opposite ends of the spectrum
1: oh yeah for sure (laughs) yeah like there was Um, no
0: there was no surface level bullshit added in here that was like unnecessary if there were themes they were explored like the theme of like toxic fandom and like the internet is not just thrown in on the surface in this movie. Like it's explored as a part of the themes of the movie. Right. Whereas Texas chainsaw doesn't do that with any of the themes and it it. (laughs) introduces. Nope. (laughs) So it's just stuff like that, that makes it so much better. It's what makes a good. Requel. Good. Pretty much is, is taking the care to explore the themes you're going to introduce. Pay homage to every, to the rest of the franchise. Like, do the things that you know the fans want to see while also keeping it original. And and Scream just, it does all of that.
1: Mm. Ah. Oh, big hearty chef's kiss. Uh, well, movies we found out today can be good. Sometimes they can. Sometimes they sometimes can really can suck. suck, but sometimes, sometimes they really can suck. suck less. Yeah, we, <laughs> we,
0: we learned an important lesson here. Yeah, unfortunately, my biggest complaint about Scream is that it is a movie. So,
1: do be a movie. <laughs>
0: unfortunately,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I think unless you had any final thoughts, no, I think I that think does I it here.
0: That's all I got. Does it here? I'm ready yeah. for Scream Kills 2023. Scream
1: Kills. <laughs> Ghostface dies tonight. Yep. Yeah, it's, it'll be epic. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to pretend we didn't talk about taxi chainsaw so and uh and, and bathe in a bunch of ghost face plushies. That's instead. why,
0: yeah, we end on a high note,
1: we end on a high <laughs> note, yeah,
0: never end with the bad one,
1: yeah. Well, uh, next time we link up, we'll most likely be doing an episode based on animation, and then after that, we have the Oscars. So yeah. We'll we'll be uh hopefully Fun. we'll be prepared for that one. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, be yeah,
0: it it should be a good Oscars this year, I hope.
1: Yeah, just just remove, don't look up, please. <laughs> please remove that movie. Anyway, this has been, been Sam with the Silver. And this King has Kings been Podcast. Blake. And we're going to sign off now and make sure that. You watch one movie this month and you make it scream. Yes. <laughs> you don't watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: No, don't watch it. Don't, don't do watch it. it. I don't cancel care. Cancel your if it's Netflix. Free. I don't cancel care your Netflix if it's free. subscription. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cancel <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> We're boycotting. <laughs> also, we like you sometimes, but yeah, watch scream. Please watch scream. Do it right now. Okay, watch scream. We'll wait. We? <laughs> <laughs>